Previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. These tunnels, are, are these the purple portals that you speak of? No, it was underground, like dirt. Well, I, I was dragging the priest to it. I'm going to ask uh, one of them to speak to the priest to see if he knew, if he had an idea of where he was being dragged to. So you don't know of any, like, secret entrances into your church or anything like that? Not that I've seen. If you had to guess... I'd say it would only make sense to be at the altar. You know what's going to happen now. And I'm taking Maureen. You guys just intimidated her. She doesn't want to go with you. Oh, that's very true. That's not my issue. Consent is key. Wait, are you saying that I'm kidnapping somebody? Yeah, you are. I mean, you legit are. And so I drop her back on the bed. I don't lay her down. This poor girl. (laughs) She's been traumatized. Benny, you notice that there is a small brick off in the corner. As it goes into the wall, a door opens up underneath the altar. So Holgum's going to drop down. Another door opens, and you are met with a cliff. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay real play D&D podcast. I am Chris the DM. I'm Tisha, I play Benny. Hi, I am Madam Butterfly, a sexually liberated dominatrix. <laughs> Why do I go after you? I don't I mean... this. <laughs> I feel like you should be the last in the roll call. <laughs> Because we always end up laughing for like 10 minutes. You've been minutes. bumped, Jonathan. Oh, God. And this is Mark. Yeah, this is Mark, and I play Holgum. I ain't got anything extra to add. Okay, so today's topic, we're going to do our favorite childhood toy. Oh, shit. Which I think there's a lot of nostalgia there. And there's a lot of toys I loved. I know exactly what mine is. Do you? Yeah. Go first, Go first, Mark. It was a pedal go-kart. A who? A go-kart that you sat in and pedaled with your legs. Oh, I got you. Okay. Like a tricycle? No. It had four wheels. Yeah, and you got got into it. It's like a go-kart, except you pedal it. It wasn't gas-powered. That's cool. It was human-powered. Yes. Okay, so tell me why was it your favorite? I love that thing. It's fucking awesome. Okay, so why? Because <laughs> when you're like seven years old and you can't drive a motorized one, it's the next best thing. You're right. It did. It was like one step closer to being an adult, real talk. Yeah, like I've always wanted my driver's license since I was like 10. <laughs> I see these people driving. I want to be them. Because, <laughs> like, I used to sit in the middle of the car, and my mom would let me steer the car as she did the gas and brakes. I'm here. Oh, that's so cute. I want to be where the licensed people are. <laughs> <laughs> driving, accelerating, pushing on the brakes. Pushing on the brakes and not getting into <laughs> crashes. <laughs> but I did steal my parents' cars at, like, 14, 15. 
okay, okay, come on, rebellious white kid. Let me t- tell me about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this to make it go any longer. Who's next? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my name is Jonathan. Oh, first off, you can't start off saying I steal cars and then be like, oh, but I, but I can't <laughs> tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Me. So my favorite toy whenever I was a kid, I had. Um, my cousin and I both got Bugs Bunnies whenever we were children. Um, so he got a regular Bugs Bunny and he fell in fucking love with it. And my mom knew how much I loved Bugs Bunny. So I got, um, for my birthday, whenever I was like six, we went to Chuck E. Cheese or some bullshit. And No, it was Discovery Zone. We went to Discovery Zone and there was a King Bugs. Um, so I worked my ass off the entire day playing those games and I got this King Bugs Bunny um, and, uh, that my mom helped me pay for with her tickets as well. Um, and it's my favorite toy because Regal, it's a king. It was better than my cousin's. Um, and it had this uh, purple robe around it. And I like, like royal purple is like a whole ass like statement. So that is why it was my favorite toy. And then I, whenever I started becoming more gay, I needed my King Bugs to be more gay. So I like used scissors to cut down the middle of the robe and like open it up. So like it was like a whole ass like moment of King Bugs like walking around like, like um, with this. Like you gave him cleavage? No. With a, Were you sexualizing Bugs Bunny? It wasn't a sexual thing. It was him having a flowing ass robe going behind him wherever he went. Okay. And I was here for the fantasy. But no. And that is why it's my favorite toy, because it was regal purple, had a care, and a crown. Like, what child doesn't want a crown, you know? So anyway, that is my favorite toy. The end. Okay. Okay. Also, I think that you should now uh, introduce yourself as Maricona. Jonathan. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I hope it doesn't come off as offensive for me, but it's it means butterfly. It's a gay slang for uh, gay dude. In what language? Spanish. Maricona. I thought it was mariposa. Mariposa. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mariposa. I do call people mariconas a lot, so... So if we ever hear that from you, it's like a compliment. Um, it's like queen. I'm I'm here for that. Okay. I'll I take mean, it. so I did. Okay, so real talk. I had actually a really long intro, and it was a lot more vulgar. But I decided not to do it today. So I might do it next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark, but it like like I'm literally going to make all of my intros a little extra from this point on. I love you. All right, game on, Jonathan. Let's go. <laughs> I saved mine for the next episode. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't I'm even sorry. know what I'm going to do. Kristoff, uh, uh, what is your favorite toy from your childhood? I had, it was Teddy Ruxpin. The fuck is that? It was a little Teddy oh Ruxpin. What? Gosh. Teddy Ruxpin it's was. The rich, oh, it's a rich white boy's toy. That's what it is. <laughs> I hate you. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Whatever. It was so cool. It had a little tape deck in the back that you put a cassette tape in and it would talk and it would move its mouth and it could talk to the other thing called Grubby and they could talk to each other. Grubby? Who's Grubby? In my closet and it was... Grubby was Teddy Ruxpin's best friend. I didn't realize there was a best friend. I just knew there was Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Yeah. He had fobs and Grubby and I cannot remember the professor's name, but it had a big blimp, like a big rainbow blimp 
Maybe not rainbow, but it was different colors. The little basket in the bottom. Basket. Buckets. But yeah, my tiny rock spoon. That was my favorite thing. And I took it everywhere and I wish I still Can had it. Can you please spell that for me? Because I have zero idea what this is. This is because... <laughs> so Teddy is in Teddy Bear. <laughs> Teddy is in Teddy Bear. And then Ruxpin is R-U-X-P-I-N. I always wanted a Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm slightly bitter right now. Oh, so it's $156 <laughs> right now. Oh, yeah, I think they came out with new ones. It wasn't back in the 90s or 80s. It was probably like a 40 or $50 toy, to be honest, when it came out. There's a whole cartoon series. It was... Oh, so it's an animatronic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, like Five Nights at Freddy's. Right, but like back then, that was so cool to have like two little toys that talk to each other. Mm -hmm. So you just want us to all die. It was more like uh, you're a sad, lonely kid and you want a friend. And boom, there's a friend (laughs) that my parents couldn't afford. Uh, (laughs) Cool. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, your favorite toy is a rock, Tisha. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Drag her. Okay. Speaking of my favorite toy, um, <laughs> if I would have had a Teddy Rex, then it probably would have been that. But I think that when, before I was, like, five, uh, so before I was, like, from five and younger, it was six and younger, it was probably uh, Stretch Armstrong. Oh, I remember mm. that. I loved that guy so much. And, like, you could stretch his arm so far. Oh, I had to stretch Armstrong. Mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite. Um, once I got to be, like, around 7, 8, um, my uncle uh, gave me a dirt bike. So the dirt bike was probably my favorite. And speaking of rocks, I did crash in gravel several times. And I'm pretty sure I still have a rock in my knee. Okay, first of all, that's art. Oh, yeah. I do. Still have a rock in my knee. Historical monument. Did you just, like, feel it? Yeah, yeah, I did. I can feel it. This is giving me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies? It's like, I have have a scar on my knee, and it has, like, one dark spot in the scar, and that's where the piece of gravel is. Are we done with our intro? Look at Mark wrapping this up. That's perfect. I was actually going to make a shady-ass, like... Segway, but never mind. You did it, Mark. You got it. Yeah, that's uh, we we finished our intros. Now we're gonna start playing D and D. Who remembers what the fuck we were doing? I'm so excited. <laughs> I will. I will remind I everybody. Don't. Last time on role game role play. Okay, so Hulk I was just gonna jump off the cliff. Uh, uh <laughs> Okay. Uh, tell us how how it goes, sis. <laughs> So you fall for a bit, you land in the water. Your feet do touch the bottom, but you're able to come up without any uh, issue whatsoever. And now you're floating in in the water and you see a doorway in front of you. Okay, so I'm going to swim towards the doorway. Uh, Can you tell us what's going on? (laughs) Well, I'm just going to swim towards the doorway first. Okay, so you make your way out of the water. You're on land now. It's once again dirt. So is there any kind of light? No. Are you fixated on there not being light right now? Is that what's happening? Well, how is Benny going to see? Trust me, I already have that. Wait, I already thought of that. Especially with an eye patch on. <laughs> come on, come on, swashbuckler. 
Benny's in the dark with an eye patch. <laughs> she just wants to be extra blind. <laughs> yeah, I've already thought about how I'm going to get Benny down. I'm good. We're good on that. Okay. All right. Um, but I need you to tell me that it's safe to jump, because right now I just think you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's just a doorway. Yeah, you can see light coming from the doorway, from inside that door. Mark, fucking tell me you're okay. <laughs> okay, so Holcomb's going to retrace his steps back, and... Okay, it's all good! Uh, Mr. Holcomb, did you... Just jump? Did you touch the bottom? Yeah, man. Just gotta have faith. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well. Like, right? Okay. Okay. So I'm like, "Mm." I'm a little bit taller than him, so I'm a little scared of that. But we're gonna do it anyway, and I might take a little bit of damage. Um, So what I'm going to do is, uh, I want to have Benny uh, jump on my back. And then with her whip, I'm going to tie her, uh, tie us around each other so that whenever we fall and we land. You can fall on her? She's going to fall on me. Oh, okay. You, you know what would be super useful here? It's like a bucket, you know? So like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my, my dear Benedetta, I understand that your bucket, which is one of your most prized possessions, is no longer within your uh, possession. But unfortunately, we have a job to do, and we must think about the grand picture. And right now, we have people that are uh, with, uh, without safety. We must take care of them. So then, Miss Bennett, if you would be so kind, since we know that Mr. Hogan jumped off this cliff and is just fine, we must do the same. Now, I'm aware that you are blind as a bat in this, uh, <laughs> in this uh, cave. So I think that it'd be your best interest to trust me. Jump onto my back, and we will use your whip to tie each other around each other, and I will jump off, and when we land in the water, you will not be worried about where to go next, because I can see. Um, it, well, I, I trust you explicitly, so okay. <laughs> uh, fabulous. Uh, so she jumps on my back. And then ties the whip around. Ties we we're gonna tie the whip around. And I say, Benny, on the count of three. Do you need a count of three? Or did we just jump? Just jump already. All right. And you took forever to tell me that you were alive. Hush. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one, two, and then on two, I jump instead of three. Awesome. The 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 person afraid of water in me is like. If, I'm, it's like a drowning nightmare to be t- like tied to somebody jumping into water. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I'm cringing at that, but I, I get the logic in Eve, because it's Eve. <laughs> so yeah, you guys jump down. You, Eve, also do touch the bottom, but no damage taken. You okay, good. get your way back up, and you see Hogum standing at the uh, foot of the water. Uh, Hogum, we are coming, sir. So then I am going to follow... Where he, I'm going to, I'm going to go towards him. Perfect. As you guys, uh, you can get out of the water. You see, Hogan will lead you to the doorway that he found. As you enter the doorway, you see uh, a room in front of you. There is a pedestal in the very center. There is a. I key- couldn't see this. No, honey, the door. You didn't open the door, though. Whatever. Keep going. <laughs> He's so pressed. Okay. <laughs> 
So there is a pedestal in the center of the room. There is a key floating above the pedestal, but it's inside an orb that looks like moving flames going in a perfect sphere. Okay. Uh, There's torches around the rest of the room, just lighting it up. Oh, there's the torches. And there's a door on the other side. So then, we obviously need this key. Um, how far away are the the orb the flames that are orbiting around the key? How far away are they from the key? About eight, nine inches. Okay, so I can't get in there. Um, you know what we can use to get a key? Uh, a bucket. If we have <laughs> a bucket, uh, maybe we could just throw it at the key and then knock it off and... We could get the key. Betty does not see that I'm giving her the nastiest look right now <laughs> about this damn book. Because now I'm pressed. And so um, I'm going to roll investigation. Okay, cool. Well, that's shit. I rolled a four. You see a key with fire around it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, roll investigation, please. Huh, well, here's the thing, is that I already know what 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 we need. Oh my god. <laughs> Tisha, I'm about to fight I'm about to fight you. <laughs> okay, can I roll persuasion to to beg you to look for a different way to That's probably um, a good idea. Because my bucket has like a plus seven, so just roll over a seven. Oh uh, persuade oh Plus five, nine. Okay. <laughs> My dear Benny, I understand that your bucket, uh, which is near and dear to everyone, is no longer with us. But we did make you a promise that we would, uh, retur- we would return to where it was left so that we could retrieve it and that you could be uh, with it again. Now, Miss Benny, unfortunately, we do not have it. And since you are our... Uh, aside, aside from me, since you are our biggest and most effective problem solver, I do declare that it would be within your best interest because I am puzzled and I cannot solve this riddle. But I think that you could. And, and, and it's very useful in all situations. But okay, I'll see what I can do without it. <laughs> so she walks away. She walks away begrudgingly. She like kicks Ooh. a random rock. Like, <laughs> if you were a bucket, I couldn't kick you like that. So, uh, I I rolled a twenty. <laughs> I rolled a seventeen plus one. I hate to tell you, you guys see flames and a key inside of it. <laughs> uh, Benny takes out her whip and hits the key with it. Yeah, just give me an attack roll. 10, and then my whip has plus 5, so 15. Cool. The whip hits the key. The key comes flying out of the flames and hits the ground, still sizzling. Okay. You know it'd be, re- you know it'd be really helpful right now? A bucket. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We could put this really hot key in that bucket, and we, we wouldn't have to touch it, and it wouldn't be burning I know, baby. us. Right? What's about to happen is that you're both about to get reprimanded by you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because my patience is thin. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to walk over. The key is sizzling. So I'm going to ask for Hogum to come over and blow on it. Why? 
But Hogan has hot breath. We all. You don't want to like smell my stank ass breath. I have this. I have this silver e- teardrop earring uh, made from like a real teardrop that I got. Well, you know, in my bounty hunter days, maybe I can like hold it by the teardrop part and then use the hook part that goes in your ear to pick up the key. Uh. My dear Benny, are you sure that it would not melt the teardrop earring? I mean, how hot is this thing? Oh, does, does anybody have a bucket? We could get some of that water and pour on it. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Do I still have that bucket on me? Oh. Did you take the bucket with you? That you were sitting I on. Know. I said guard it with your life. I would assume Hogan would take that seriously. I don't think Hogan, you would, did though. you take the bucket? You tell me. I didn't say I did, but I didn't say I didn't. But would Hogan okay, so have done now. it? Would he have picked it up and taken it with him? Yeah. This is, this is, no, this is some liberty ass shit. No. Nah. No, but okay. Here's the thing is though, Benny did say to Hogan, it's very useful and it's very important and to guard it with his life. And Hogan does like Benny. So it would make mm. sense to me that he would have taken it. But I mean, I'm not I'm not making the call here. So what do you think, Christopher? I think it's fine. I think that I think that Hogan would have guarded it with his life if told by Benny. OK, so how are we going to get what are we going to use the bucket for? Go back to the water and pour yeah. some of the water on it. So Hogan is going to go back to the water, scoop some water into the bucket. And then pour it on the key. Cool. And you uh, you hear that satisfying tss, and the key oh, no longer is sizzling. Oh hey, a bucket! You have a you have a bucket, Hogan. Oh, it's gonna be so awesome. It's gonna be so useful. We're gonna this is gonna be so much easier. Holy cow, I mean we just basically saved the world. We have this bucket. Would you like your bucket back? Oh, Hogan, that's your bucket. My bucket's, you know, back up yeah, there. Baby, you, you gave it to me. Yeah, and I, I'm not one for takesy-backsies, so, you know, it's all yours, buddy. Um, while they're doing all of this, I am going to go pick up the key. Cool. Do we need to check for booby traps or anything? Or, like, is that something? I don't know. We did an investigation check, and all they said was there was a key. Oh. Yeah, like, we did investigation checks. Yep, you're good. Don't worry. Um... So I want to let you know that as we're getting closer to the end of this, that like I'm getting more pumped because I'm getting annoyed by Eve and I'm getting, I'm getting annoyed by Benny and Hogan, but I'm also like, uh, what's his name is like even that much closer and I'm ready to like box. So my patience is like real thin right now. Fun. So we go into the next room. We go into the next room. You see three stone figures in the room. Each one of them is about six feet tall. There is a round hole in the middle of each one of them. And the three of them, as you stand in front of them, all three eyes, each one of them has eyes. They have faces. They're faces of people. They're statues. The eyes light up red in all three of them. And you hear... One only tells the truth. One only tells a lie. One can tell both truth and lies. The liar holds the key. The others will take your hand. What? The liar holds the key. The others will take our hand. So the liar will say, no, he doesn't have the key. 
the person who tells the truth will say, no, they don't have the key. And the person who can tell either, who the fuck knows, right? Um, I say... I don't get this at all. I say, and hear me out. So, Eve, um, you know, there's... Or Hogum, actually, Hogum. Yeah, Benny? Can I talk to you over here real quick? Yeah, okay. Um, so, I think we should kill one of them and then ask... Um, you mean kill Eve? No, 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 <laughs> no, not that. I say we we kill one of them, or we could just kill them all and then search their pockets. Wait, these are statues, right? Oh, are they statues? Yeah, they're stone statues. Okay, we can't kill <laughs> they're, them. They're, they're rocks. I'm we like, how are we going to kill a statue? And then, uh, so we need to figure out a question to ask. Uh, like, <laughs> like, what color is, um... What color is Eve's eyes? And then if one of them says gray, we have to figure out who's, who's not telling the truth. Well, we can ask if I have a bucket or yeah, you have a bucket. That's a good idea. Let's do it. Okay. Where your bucket so, is. So we're going we're gonna to walk up to him and we're going to say, you hold out your bucket and say, uh, is this a bucket? Okay. Okay. Is that the only question? Yes. Hey, Eve, we're going to ask him a question to figure out who's the who's the liar. Okay, so yeah, meanwhile, while y'all were having that conversation, I'm like knocking on them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. And they all like... look the same, right? They do. Yeah. Okay. How did we get this clue? The stones told you. They can talk. What? So we're going to label these one, two, and three. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead, Hogan. Okay, statue number one. Is this a bucket? No. Liar. <laughs> Ask the other, other, other two. Okay. Statue number three. Did Benny give me this bucket? How would the statue know that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> well, he would have to say, I don't know if he doesn't know, or he would make up story if he's lying. Oh, bitch. Damn busted. Okay. Maybe. Oh, oh so this one is not a truth teller. So one and three are not truth tellers. Ask number two. They're magical. I figured they should know all, right? Right? No, oh. no, that's not how that works. No, they don't. They're fucking underground stones. <laughs> But then how do they know anything at all? Ask number two. Why are you breaking riddles? Go away. <laughs> uh, number two. Did I give uh, Hogan that bucket? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know how to answer that as a stone. It wouldn't know. <laughs> I cannot answer that question. So, number two... And three, three guessed at the truth. Then they were right, but they just guessed at it. They didn't necessarily tell number, the truth. Should we ask number one again? Are you saying this to everybody? Or are you saying this to Hogan? I'm saying this to everybody. Eve is still knocking. Uh-oh. No, because Eve heard that. So Eve is going to say number one is the liar. Um, and while I would agree with you, I am not confident enough to risk any of our hands. Wait, is one of our hands going to get chopped off? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, if fuck. you're wrong, fuck. So Eve is standing there. Um, 
windblown hair, but like tapping his foot. Like stick your foot in there. Okay, I have a question for number three. Is a bucket very useful? No. That was. Uh, so we know, we all know very well that that's a lie. So number three is not a truth teller. Um, okay, number Possibly. one. Is a bucket very useful? No. Oh, that's a lie. That is definitely a lie. Number two, the same question. So number two is not our guy. Number two will steal our hands. All right. Okay. And then ask ask them. Uh, Why don't you just ask it? Okay. So, um, <laughs> dear Mr. Statue, what uh, statue number one, uh, if you could please come to the stage, what was... <laughs> What was this key that we found to get into this room? What was it orbited by? Wind. Mm-hmm. A likely story. And statue number three. What was this key that we used to get into this room? What was it orbited by? Water. Mm-hmm. Another likely story. So, we know... They're both liars, and, but number one, number three, kind of, I mean, he guessed at the truth, and he was right, so he did tell the truth on the first question. How many questions so have we three, answered so far? Number three can be truth and lies. Number three can be truth and lies, um, and number one's most likely the liar. Um, the only way that we can check to see if number one is, like, the complete liar is if we ask it, like, something, I don't know. Um, what if, hey, uh, number one, is number three the guy that tells both truth and lies? No. No. Because we'll ask, now ask number two that. Hey, number two, is number three the guy that tells both truth and lies? Yes. Oh, okay. So number one is the liar. Okay, so you say th- I stick my hand. I'm sticking my hand in, and it gets cut off. <gasps> Damn! I'm kidding. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> oh, holy cow! I'm over here, like I'm clapping for this shit. Like, yes, queen. No, you do feel a key inside. So I stick my hand in uh, because I'm a glory whore, and I take the key out, and I I say, Yonsei, be with you. Stand with you. All right, so that opens up another doorway. And you... All right, there is a narrow bridge in front of you. The uh, bridge leads about 50 feet across to another doorway. The bridge is over about 15 feet. There's, From where you can see in the doorway, there's just bodies. Just skeletons and corpses on the ground. Okay. So just so... Just so, like, we know, we could have at any point before we were, like, fucking around with the bucket questions, because it was funny, um, at any point just said to number two, like, which one of you guys is the liar and which one is the one that tells truth and lies? Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. I do declare, my friends, that we are at another bridge. Uh, uh, I'm going to roll investigation. Okay. Go for it. 
Okay, so I'm not going to step on the bridge yet. But I'm right at the edge of it because I'm ready to go. So I'm going to roll investigation. I rolled a 11, <laughs> so nothing. You see a bridge. It's a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so I rolled seven plus, or 17 plus one. Okay. Uh, Hogum, you peek your head in as Eve is looking down, basically going, bridge, body, body, bridge, body. <laughs> and you notice that there is a nest in the... Uh, corner closest to the bridge and inside that nest is two large winged creatures and they're both sleeping oh hell no and you notice that they have antlers and the face of a of a stag okay it's a winged stag nope just just the head and the and the antlers is a stag the rest of it is a big big bird Yo, guys, there's this funny-looking creature that has antlers and the body of, like, a huge-ass bird. Yeah, they're chill right now, but I don't know what's going to wake them up. Uh, dear Hogum, do you believe that these uh, antler birds are uh, hostile? Yo, dead bodies, birds... Hello. <laughs> now then, I'm going to... I'm, can I roll a knowledge check to see what they are? Yeah, absolutely. I learned that from my friend. He told me that we don't roll knowledge checks ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what type of... what? Do, yeah, not knowledge, but what are you trying to roll? History, um, insight? Hi- insight. Def- or oh, it no, would no, be no, history, no. right? Because it's... Par- history. It would be nature. So I could do nature. Are these Parringtons? They are Parringtons. Okay. So, yeah, we would have to do history, right? Or... Can I do history? Yeah, history's good. All right, so I rolled a 19. Yeah, you recognize them to be Parringtons. And, and w- the history of Parringtons, what do we know about them? So, Parringtons are uh, bloodthirsty creatures. It prefers typically humans, elves, and half-elves. Yes. It's known to rip out its prey's heart and take it back to its nest to be devoured. Cool. Okay. And as for uh, triggering things, we're about to walk across this bridge. What's going to piss them off? Give me a stealth check. If you can get through them without uh, without waking them up, you guys will be just fine. Uh, just so you know, Benny is still at the door like waiting to see how they get past. Like, she's not anywhere in sight of anything. She's definitely hanging back. Of course. All right, so, okay, well, I'm already at the bridge, um, and I'm going to do a stealth check. Here we go. All right, it's going to be with disadvantage because you have chain mail. I also have a spell called misstep. Can I just do that instead? What's that? Um, I teleport. Oh, hell no. Nah. briefly surrounded by a silvery mist teleport you 30 feet sure you can go 30 feet with that but you got to get 50 the bridge is 50 feet long no so i'm thinking like and then if i make noise it's gonna fuck over benny yeah it's gonna wake them up 
Cause, I, cause I could like run over. I could like run the rest oh, of the way. Oh, you fine. know, if you guys had uh, two buckets, okay. you could put one on each of their heads, and they wouldn't see us. So with that, I just roll still. <laughs> cool. Go for it. Eighteen. Was that with disadvantage? Oh shit. Okay, let me roll another. Jesus is a biscuit. Jesus is a biscuit. <laughs> Please don't fuck up. Seventeen. All right, you've uh, you've snuck your way past across the bridge. You're now at the other. Won't he do side. it? Won't he do it, bitch? I take it Hogan's probably going next, right? I can't imagine Benny. Well, are you going to be in the? Mm-mm, Benny's still still way back. How far away are these birds? They're fifteen feet down, probably like twenty feet away. Oh, I can't use the net. Why do you want to do that? What trap them? Yeah. <laughs> that is that is a limited amount of time that they're going to like be trapped. And then we still don't know how to open the other door. Like, can I roll investigation while I'm fucking over there? Shit. Yeah, might as well. I'm rolling investigation. And I'm suck dick. I rolled a one. <laughs> so Eve is still at the door, just like, door. This door is not open. Oh, I hope this is a good roll. What's your roll, Hogum? Two plus four. Oh, no. Okay, Hogum. One of those steps just didn't work, did it? You fall on the bridge. You hear a loud shriek happen from the shriek. I don't even know what type of noise this deer bird would make. <laughs> but I think it's time that we roll initiative. Ooh. I rolled a natural 20. Benny's still not... Benny's still not there. Stay hidden, sis. 12. Plus? Plus what? Your initiative? Initiative. Where's that? Oh. Middle of the screen. Oh. Um, 13. Cool. How many of them are there? There's two of them. There's two of them? Okay. Um... All right, so hold on. Let me pull up Benny real quick. Benny is going to surprise attack. Benny heard Hogum. Yeah, fair. Um, Benny is going to surprise attack with her crossbow. Okay. Um, Let me see. Oh, I have plus six to hit now. So I rolled a 17 to hit. Yeah, that hits. All right, and... So it's a sneak attack. I deal an extra 3d6 to one creature I hit with an attack. Yeah. All right. So 1d8 plus 3. I rolled an 8. So 11. 11 damage. And then a 3d6. First one's a 2. Second one's a 6. Um... So 10 plus 11, so 21 damage. 21 damage? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Kill a bird. Hello. Okay. One of those birds is real pissed off. Real dead? Not dead. No, no, not dead. Just, uh, just. And then. <clears throat> just hungry and angry. And then I do cunning action and um, I hide. 
Okay. Uh, where are you at in this order now, though? Because now that you've done a surprise attack, give me an initiative roll. Okay. I rolled a six plus initiative is, I think, three. So nine. Eve, you're up. The bird deer are still on the ground. Yeah, so I can't really do much, can I? Well, I'm making cast spells, but I can't really, like... You're not going to get into, like, melee combat with them unless you, like, jump down there. All right, well, since um, I can't get into melee combat, uh, are they within 30 feet of me? They can be if you move, yeah. First things first, as a matter of fact. Since we rolled so well on history... Oh, yeah, Benny never rolled history... And one thing, so I, the only reason why I know about Peritons was I've, I've read some book about imaginary beasts, imaginary beings, but Peritons, so if they've killed a person before, like a human before, they um, then have their actual shadow, but before they kill anybody, they have a human shadow, right? I didn't know that. That's or is that not oh, D&D? It's strangest feature is its shadow, which appears humanoid rather than reflecting as the creature's physical human transformation by the hideous curse. But bards tell a different tale of when they've killed. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. So the question I have is, so, so basically it's a, it, the shadow is a human looking until they've killed a human. Um, then it's like their regular shadow. So what's their shadow look like? Like deer birds. Okay, so they've killed. So they've killed many humans. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, use my javelin. Okay. At the one that has taken 21 damage. Okay. Uh, Does 21 work? Yeah, that hits. 1d6 plus one. I hit for six damage. Six damage. Okay. Subtract two javelins from your inventory. Oh, now we now we subtracted. You haven't thrown a javelin yet, have you? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Well, you're throwing really? into a pit that you can't get to, though. You can teleport. Bitch, I'm not teleporting down there. <laughs> <laughs> now we doing it. I should have been doing it, right? Yeah, you should have been, but you haven't been, <laughs> bitch. You're throwing him into a pit. I think it counts. No, you are being so mean right now. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> <laughs> What color bag of tricks did I have? The one with the weasel. Giant weasel. Okay. It's time for one of the Perrytons to come out. Uh, Wait, not I the didn't one... do anything, did I? You're not. In, you're it's next not your turn. Oh. It's okay. initiative order, babe. I not didn't realize. Okay, never mind. The uh, the unharmed Perryton flies up, and. It will take a diving attack on... Uh, I'll do a random pick. Hogum. I knew it. No! Let it be me! So... What if a, all right, so it's going to make a dive attack. If a periton is flying and dives at least... All right, so it flies up and dives down to Gore Hogum. That sounds horrible. With its antlers or with what? Does it have a it doesn't have a beak, right? No, it has antlers and talons, so it gores with the antlers and scratches with the talons. Ew. A lot of sharp shit. Yeah. Uh 20, 
two against your AC, Hogum. So that's going to hit. 16. And let's see. So a gore does 1d8 plus 3. Okay, so it's a 1. Plus 3 is 4. But it deals an additional 2d8 for the diving attack. I'm sorry, but does everyone else hear the excitement in Chris's voice right now? Like, <laughs> bitch, you hear it too? I know, right? Like, what the fuck? He's ready, he's ready to kill a bitch. <laughs> this is going to be a good fight. I'm excited. So my 2d8 was a 4 and an 8, so 12 plus 4, 16 damage, Hogum. Dang. I'm at 30. Okay, uh, okay, thank you. And then the, uh, the Perryton then flies back out of your reach, Hogum, and that will... Shit. Dick. That will end its turn. But they don't attack orcs, I thought. Why did it attack Hogum? Oh, because it did a random one. You're right. The talent should go to Eve. Oh, no. Never mind. Yeah, I'm only half human. That's the half you, it, it didn't like. Yeah. Ah! Who, has mo- who has the most HP? I had 46. Now I only have 30. I have okay. I have forty four. So I got. I got you, baby. I got you, Benny. Nope, Hogum, you're up. <laughs> I'm hurt, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what do I want to do? I'm gonna magic missile that bitch. The one that just attacked you. Hell yeah. Okay. Wait, is that the one with no damage, or is that the one with damage? No damage. You should go for after the one that does have damage. We can kill that one fast. Mm-mm. I don't think that you're making the right decision. I got revenge in sight. That's a very Hogum thing, actually. That's fair. Oh, my God. God, you're okay. Fuck off. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hogum, so... do what you need to do. <laughs> so Eve is like hair flip. Okay, so how does this work? You know how to attack. 1d4 plus 1? The 1d4 plus 1 is the amount of damage each one of the three missiles does. I rolled a 1. Oh, girl. Plus 1, so that's 2 damage each times 3 with all three darts, so 6 damage. Oh, lovely. And then burn a spell slot for me. Did. Okay. Cool. Anything else you want to do? Flip the bird off. Cool. I'm going to flip the bird. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now it is Benny's turn. Okay. So there is one that hasn't attacked still, right? Yes. Okay. That's the one I'm going to attack. That's the one with 21 damage, right? Yes. Uh, I rolled a 16 to hit. That hits. I have advantage, so I'm going to roll again in case I... Okay. Well, it wasn't a nat 20. But I think I I do critical hits with the bracers of fletching, and I messed that up on the last time. Right? It's anytime you get advantage, you have a critical hit. Is that it? Yeah. So then, yeah. Okay. So last time, I should have done double damage. But... Well, that one hasn't attacked yet, so, but uh, I'll just do it this time because I messed up. Okay. Um, I'm sure that'll work. So this will be a crit. 
Um, I hit with my crossbow, 1d8 plus 3. So that was a 4, uh, so 7. Um, and I still have the extra... Okay, so this is my turn. I still have the extra 3d6. So what did I say that was? So 7 plus 5 plus 1 plus 3. So 16, right? All right, 16 damage, yeah. That bird is hurting. Okay. Uh, anything else you can do, Benny? Um, so what Benny does is she hides. Imagine that. Okay. So it is now the very injured bird's turn. And uh, it's going to fly up and land on the bridge. I don't like that. This. Oh, I'm no. still on the bridge, aren't I? Yeah, you are still on the bridge, but... I'm also on the bridge. It's going to go for Eve. It's going to do what it does and not like elves. So it's going to go for Eve. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to do a flying attack. It is on the bridge. It's coming directly for you. And it's going okay. to first swipe at you with its talons. 23 to hit. I have a 19 AC. And then it's 2d4 plus 3. 4, 3, 10 damage. Uh, piercing. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. And then it's going to make a gore attack as well. And it rolled a 15 against your AC. Does not hit. All right. So it made one attack. It's going to stay on the bridge with you, Eve. And this is the very injured bird? Yes. And it's actually going to move right next to you. And that will end its turn. <laughs> and now it's your turn, Eve. <laughs> So I'm going to uh, cast. Mm, uh, I'm going to cast a uh, bless. Oh, uh, if I cast bless, I will think I can attack because that's my action. No, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna attack. Yeah. Okay. Fifteen to my flower totem, which is. Which is plus four. 19. Yeah, that hits. All right, so then that's a 1d10 plus two. Uh, six. I hit it for six damage. All right. Uh, tell me how you kill it. Okay, so uh, I am pressed because it touched me with its, like, poor people paws. So I... <laughs> I... I hold my um, flower totem with both hands and then I jab it in its eye and then I like, I like force it all the way. Like I tackle it down while I'm stabbing in the eye with my flower totem. Jesus. Yeah. Cause I'm mad. Cause a poor person touched me. Um, and so I uh, tackle it down and while, while I'm like jabbing it in the eye and I just, jab it like three more times to make sure it's like extra dead and then i stand up and i whip my hair okay and sigh that, a sigh of relief that works cool that's a uh, one dead bird deer 
Cool. So then it's the other bird's turn. Bird deer. Perryton. And you know, it just saw you kill its friend, so it's going to come for you now, Eve. I'm ready. I'm ready, queen. Uh, it's going to make a flying attack with a gore first. 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hit me. All right, so it's a 1d8 plus 3 plus 2d8. 1d8 plus 3, so 4 plus 3, and then 2d8 after that is 8 plus 3, 18 damage. Y'all, I'm hurt. And then it's going for the talons. Okay. But it's going to stay right next to you, so it won't be a diving attack. And it rolled a 17 against your AC. Does not hit. And then it uh, misses and then flies back out of range. And that is its turn. This battle is actually taking a bit longer than I thought it would. So we're going to stop the episode right now. And we're going to... I'm bothered. (laughs) And we're going to uh, pick up right in the same spot of battle on the next episode. Yeah, otherwise this episode's going to be like 90 minutes and I'm not I'm not doing that. I, <laughs> I am your DM Chris. You can find me on Twitter at Chris the DM and you can find the podcast at Roll Gay Roleplay on Twitter as well. I'm Tisha and I'm sorry if you find Maricona offensive and you can find me on Instagram at the number 1 Tish the number 1. Hey there, it's your resident evil gay, Jonathan. (laughs) And you can find me on Instagram as je underscore Washington. And real talk, I will have my Twitter up soon. There's less porn on it now. Aww. What'd you do with it? Like his Tumblr went down? Is there like an archive or something on Twitter? No, I just, I am following real Twitters instead. Well, not that porn is not real Twitter, but like, <laughs> I'm, following other, I'm following other Twitters that are not just porn. Oh, cool. Hey, Mark, you want to say goodbye? Uh, bye. <laughs> Mark, Good where talk. can we find you? Adios, muchachos. You can, okay, hi. My name is Mark, and you can find me at uh, Hogamagogo on Twitter. Perfect. Thanks, thanks Mark. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.